0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Chris Gordy, and Gordy, as always, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing?
1: Yeah, man, counting down the days to uh, uh, Razorback basketball, all right?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, in fact, uh, this weekend they have an <laughs> exhibition game against Purdue. I don't know if uh, you heard about that, but that's what a lot of people are wanting to shift their goals towards because right now, man... Uh, yeah, you know, we'll start there because I do want to get your thoughts on the world or uh, on the Major League Baseball playoffs and everything. But man, uh, seven to three—that's that. Yeah, that takes a lot of talent to have an SEC game go that way. But especially when you lose it at home, only scoring three points.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, that that was as ugly as it gets. And and I mean, just a a slap in the face. You know the, you know Sam Pittman has done a good job of at least you know keeping these guys you know, effort out there and, and playing close games. And I, I get it. I mean, almost every one of these losses by, by one score or less outside of the A&M game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, that that game was there for the take. I mean, you have K.J. Jefferson. I don't care if Rocket, you know, isn't isn't in there. Like, K.J. alone should be able to get you at least 20 points himself. And to go out there and put three points out there, I mean, what, what an absolute dud of a hiring that the Danny knows higher was. I mean I was I was optimistic. I thought it would I thought it might work. Um, you know, everybody was kinda out on Kendall Bryles and felt like it had kind of run its course and, you know, obviously Barry Odom. You know, it would just felt like it was time to turn the page. But, you know, I said this about Sam Pittman when he got the job. There have been a lot of parallels from him and Coach O in that, you know, CEO type head coaches are only as good as their coordinators, and when and when you have two really good coordinators, man, you look like a genius. you look like a great head coach. But when you don't, when you when you have a coordinator hire that's a dud, well, it's going to come back on you, and it's going to look really bad. And that's that's where we are right now. And um, you know, I, I don't know, man. At least you know Auburn is a winnable game. You should be FIU. Uh, Missouri looks a little bit more daunting now than they previously did. And going to the swamp is never easy, even when Florida's not great. So. Uh, I don't know. I mean, can they win out? Yes. But, man, there just has to be drastic improvement on this offense, particularly the offensive line. Um, You know, the receivers, I've been kind of disappointed with. It's it's just disappointment all around with the Arkansas team. Um, But, again, like if we want to play ultimate optimist, five of the six losses were all close. You still see an effort out there from the guys. And can you win out, win these last four? Yes. But I don't know if a lot of people are getting rah-rah excited about winning out Going to the independence bowl or
2: something. Chris, what kind of changes can be made to the offense and making a change like that at this point in the season? Now, they do have the luxury of a buy, so they'll have time to make some plans and try to change some things before that next game going on the road against Florida. But it's a desperation move. What what can be done to make some changes with that offense at this point?
1: Well, look, I, I get back to I want to get back to what KJ was doing last year and the year prior. I mean, you know, there there were times where they would run, uh, you know, bootleg action with him, get him out in space where he has the option to, to to throw it or, or, uh, or run it. And, you know, I I just like, I feel like the runs have not, there's been no running late there. Um, You know, just traditional uh, drop back and pass and, and, and pocket collapses around him. That's not working. So, I would I would almost try to incorporate some of that stuff. Look, the offensive line's been a work in progress all year. You guys know it; um, they've they've underachieved. But I would just like to see KJ getting out in space a little bit more and having that option of, of finding a receiver or, or taking off and running himself. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know how much you can fix just with you know just the offensive line not being that great. The run game has been you know kind of hit or miss. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's what I would want to see. I mean, KJ threw for 97 yards. It's absolutely ridiculous for a guy who was, you know, preseason All, all SEC quarterback on, on a lot of those watch lists and all that kind of stuff. So you know, I, I got to at least use KJ's arm while, while I got him, and, and and let's let's score some points and put and put up some yardage. I mean, it's absolutely um, ridiculous what what that team did on Saturday.
2: So
0: what do you make of this the situation that Sam Pittman finds himself in, Gordy? Because Here's the deal. These games have been close and the effort's been there and all of those things. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're still losing. And then it's weird because last year, defense was the worst you've ever seen and the offense was good. And then this year, it's completely flipped where Arkansas's defense is actually, statistically at least, much, much improved. One of the better ones in the SEC. And the offense is dead last. Like It's almost like everything that Sam Pittman does that's really good, like hiring a great defensive staff and doing recruiting, there's always these things that end up happening to kind of offset it a little bit. So just what do you make of of his current situation and also the the hot seat that he may be on this year?
1: Yeah, I I, I went back and forth on it. I mean, I I said a few weeks ago Sam Pittman might be on the hot seat, but just with the the effort that the guys are putting out there – I. I don't think it's on the head coach. I think it's on the coordinators. You know, depending on what happens here. Look, if they lose three of the last four, I mean, I don't know how you keep them. I mean, that's this is this is nearing Chad Morris level bad of, of a season. But um, you know, look, if they can win say three out of the last four, you know, don't get to a bowl game, but finish five and seven and we, and we see good effort still. I think you keep Pittman and, and just say, look, we're going to invest in and in, you know. Go get the the best name out there in terms of OC, and, and you know what's what's working out there. I mean, you guys see it to win in the SEC right now. You you got to be scoring in the thirties week in a week out. I mean, you know this is not the SEC of fifteen years ago where you can win games in the twenties. It's just you got to have an offense that flows. You got to have a quarterback who can score. And you're right, the defense has been good. I mean, I, I thought they played their butts off against Ole Miss. Uh, you know, held Bama to twenty four and. You know, obviously holding the opponent for seven points this past week. I get it. It was, a, it was a backup quarterback in Mike Wright, but Mike Wright was a starter at Vandy last year and, and, and won a lot of games there. In fact, pulled off upsets of, uh, of like, Florida and Kentucky. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I like the defense, but, man, just there has to be a full overhaul of the offense. And, you know, who's going to be the quarterback next year? Um, You know, what is that system going to look like? Is, is, does Rocket come back or is he dead set on I'm going to the NFL? Uh, You know. I'm sure his stock's been hurt with the injury. So uh, a lot of things have to happen this off season. But yeah, I, I, right now in the moment, guys, I'm saying you stick with Sam, but to, you know, put the pressure on him, dude. We have got to have a home run hire as, as an OC, and it can't be somebody that we're friendly with or we had you know. Oh, Danny, you know, so we have ties. I don't give a damn about any of that. Go get the hottest name out there. does not have to have any ties to Arkansas at all. Uh, but just make sure it's a good hire and, and make sure it's somebody who can come in and score some points. But um, but again, if they lose more games down the stretch and this thing goes sideways, you know, they, they finish with three or four wins on the year, I, I don't know how you keep Sam Pippen. It, it just, yeah, it has to be a, a tough conversation. Look, man, I know we just gave you that extension, but we got to move in another direction.
2: How do things go so wrong with Dan Enos? How did it get to this point? Is it more about Dan Enos or is it? a lot about the players because we know as a coach, you need to have players to be able to, to succeed in the, in the first place. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of
1: both. Um, you know, I, I, I hate to say this cause I mean, you know, Armstrong's had his moments, but like they, they still don't have an alpha receiver. I mean, who, who's, ever since Traylon Burks left, I mean, who's been the guy, um, you know, losing Trey Knox was, was tough. Um, You know, I just, I don't know, like, I think this receiving court can be much, much better, uh, put it that way. So, you know, not having to go get kids out of the transfer portal and things like that. Arkansas should have at least one or two homegrown kids uh, in their backyard that that should be big-time contributors at receiver. And then, you know, you go get a big four-star out of another state to come in and be a guy like that. That's how they should be recruiting. Uh, and Arkansas had that for so many years. They they always kind of had a go-to receiver. And So there's that. Um, you know, the, again, the offensive line's got to get better with the run blocking. I mean, we're we're how many weeks in the season, guys? Arkansas has not had a 100-yard rusher this year. And I don't know. It's kind of been a, a running back by committee approach with with Rocket out. But um, man, it's just so many things have to improve. You know what went wrong with Enos, I I don't know. You know, we heard all the reports in the offseason about, oh, you know, they're, they're doing some more stuff under setter, and They're going to look a little bit more pro style. And then we see KJ out there and he's not under setter. He's a shotgun again. It's, I don't know. It's just like mixed signals about, hey, they're going to try to do this. And then we see a, a game play and they don't do any of what we heard they were going to do. So uh, there was just a lot of mixed stuff like that. So, again, I just – it, it sucks. I know, I know Arkansas fans are pretty disheartened because – you know, you know that BYU uh, game. You know, let it slip away. But you go into Baton Rouge and you have a dogfight with LSU. You had the to lead, to let it slip away. But I think even at, at two and two, you went, man, okay, this team's still all right. And then you go get your brains in by AM and then that's where just the, the the wheels started to fall off. But yeah, it, it couldn't have gotten much worse than this past weekend. I, again, I man, I don't know if Danino is going to find another job anymore. Like, who wants to yeah. hire a guy that that just Torched a program this badly, and then you see the buyout numbers, and it's like, good God! Like, they really, really took a took a swing and missed big time on him.
0: Well, what's funny too, Gordy, is I I made the joke that is almost like with the losses that Arkansas had this year. They're like, okay, we're gonna just make sure we score just less than what your offense does. Like, if your offense is really great, we're gonna score just a little bit under that. But if your offense is terrible, like with Mississippi State, we're gonna still make sure we score less than that. Like, Gordy, I saw a game that ended seven to three in the modern day of sec college football seven to three so that's where it's just like i guess that's where the confusion comes from because again the offense has not been good and i don't think anyone would ever look back at a highlight but you mentioned it like lsu on the road they scored 31 points they scored 21 against bama They, they they've scored some points here and there and and that's what made it so weird is mississippi state they're terrible and they had a backup quarterback and they just couldn't figure out any sort of way to get it going. That's what just doesn't make any
1: sense. Yeah, and think about this, John. I mean, you know, just like what if. Like what if they, they get the ball back against them and they go down and score and win that one? Do you really think they go and lose the Mississippi State this weekend? Probably not. Probably see a better effort. Probably see them win. And we're talking about a team that's, you know, whatever, 4-4 and, uh, four and four or something right now and, and feeling pretty good about their chances down the stretch. So, uh, yeah, it, it sucks to look back and, and go, "What if?" There was so many "What ifs, So many of these close games that they lost. But you're right. I mean, we call that playing up and playing down to your competition. You, you know, you can uh, you know put up 30 plus points and find yourself in a shootout with LSU and, and with uh, you know but playing great defense against Alabama. You know, getting the ball back in your offensive hand, left and right. Um, you know, that, that's that's why I say I don't think it's all on Sam Pittman. I don't think he should. Uh, lose his job over this, but he certainly needs to be, you know, at least uh, warned a little bit, like, hey, man, whoever your next OC is, this has to be a home run hire. It just has to be.
2: Any surprises for you uh, from college football that happened over the weekend?
1: Yeah, like, I thought we'd have, like, I I really thought the way things were shaping up in the SEC this year, that we were going to have way more parity. Like, I thought, you know, I thought, like in other words, I thought Auburn had a chance to beat Ole Miss over the weekend. They they kind of did, but Auburn doesn't have an offense. Um, you know, I kind of thought Tennessee could could pull off the the upset over Alabama, and it looked like they were on their way to doing it up 27th half and then completely collapsed in the second half. You know, so it, there, there's been little things here and there where I thought, okay, you know, this is where the SEC eats its own, it eats its own. Like, okay, South Carolina, what if they go into Missouri and beat Missouri? That didn't happen, so. We're starting to see the, the 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 top tiers in the SEC are playing like the top the top teams now, and you know it's all going to come down to two weeks. Alabama and LSU that game will likely decide the West. Uh, you know, Ole Miss will play Georgia in a couple weeks, so that that will most likely take you know hand to Ole Miss their second loss, so that'll drop them out of the SEC West race. And then really, you know, the SEC East. We thought Tennessee or Kentucky would would buy with Georgia for that for the East, but looking like Missouri is going to be that team. They're the best chance, and if, if um, you know if they can't beat them, then I, I think it's it's going to be chalk. We may end up with Bama, Georgia after all is said and done anyway. So, yeah, just kind of thought we'd have some more upsets throughout the conference, but we really haven't had it. It's really kind of gone chalk here recently.
0: So, Gordy, who would you say is a little bit more of a disappointment this year, Arkansas or South Carolina, because both teams are in a bad way?
1: Yeah, I mean, South Carolina, well, Arkansas, too. I mean, you know, you guys know the schedule makers have done Arkansas no favors over the past few years. But I thought for South Carolina, like, when we looked at the preseason schedule and said, yeah, you're going to get a top 25 team in North Carolina out of the gate. Georgia, who's number one in the country, got to go to their house. They're going to get Tennessee, who's ranked. You know, we thought either Florida or Missouri would have a chance to be ranked. Uh, at A&M this coming weekend is not going to be easy. I mean, the schedule is just absolutely brutal. So, you know, Shane Bieber I think has done a great job there. Is recruiting very well, and obviously they they took strides and huge steps over the last couple seasons. And Spencer Rattler's had a nice season, like he's actually played really well. But it, it's the the trenches. I mean, the O line and the D line are not up to par, and that's where they're getting pushed around. That's where they're getting beaten and. Yeah, they're sitting at two and five. They'll probably lose in College Station this weekend, drop to two and six. And then you got to run the table from there. They can beat – they'll beat Jacksonville State. They'll beat Vanderbilt. They'll have a chance to beat Kentucky. And, you know, Clemson, who was looking like a preseason top-ten team, they, they're on right. They're, they've come crashing back down to earth. So, there's a chance South Carolina can can win the rest of those games and, and still get the bowl eligibility. But it's going to be tough, man. I mean, you got to win four of your last five. And it's just uh, – Uh, that's a lot of pressure on them. And so, yeah, it it will be very disheartening if South Carolina finishes the season five and seven and misses a bowl game. And I wonder if some of those big-time recruits that are already in the recruiting class for Shane Beamer next year start to jump ship and decommit uh, because, you know, they don't like teams that that finish sub-500.
2: Chris, game seven, ALCS, Rangers, Astros. This is all it for a chance to go to the World Series. You have rivals going head-to-head. How do you see this matchup in one game, winner take all, go to the World Series?
1: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, the Astros have not played well at home. You know, the, the road team has won every game of this series, and so you would think advantage Rangers. But the pitching matchup tonight, Christian Javier has been a stud for for the Astros this postseason, last postseason. He, you know, threw the combined no hitter up in uh, Philadelphia in the World Series. So. Uh, you know, you look at their records this postseason, he's 2 0 with a 169 ERA. And Max Scherzer, we've only seen him once. You know, he, he hadn't pitched in an entire month with the shoulder injury. And, you know, last week he gets only goes four innings, gives up five runs against the Astros. So, um, yeah, Astros bats need to show up. It, it's as simple as this. If the Astros bats show up tonight, the Astros are going to win. If they don't, they only score like two or three runs, they're going to lose. And the Rangers are going to be partying in Houston in their stadium. And, uh, nobody in Houston wants to see that tonight, so we'll see. Uh, I think the Astros, you know, look, they, they, they're going to come out inspired and want to play and want to win this one, but, man, it, the Game 7's nothing or nothing better in sports than the, the words Game 7, and it's win or go home, and uh, I think the Astros find a way to get it done tonight and go to their fifth World Series in the last seven years.
0: So I, I got to ask you this for what you get out of here Chris. Just uh this series has been of course looked forward to because of it's a battle of Texas and it comes down to game 7. Has it been everything it's li- the hype lived up to be as far as the energy, the animosity, the anger? Has it lived up to everything so far?
1: Yeah, I thought we'd have a few more fights. You know, we had the benches clearing uh tough uh or tiff the other night, but um yeah, I thought it was kind of bush league that they suspended Brian Abreu the Astros reliever you know they're claiming intent saying he meant to hit Earold, or, or rather uh, Garcia um I, I don't think so I mean it, it was a game where the Astros were down 2 and they had a man all with nobody out why would they put two men all with nobody out to send a message hey you celebrated that home run and we didn't like it like I just think that was stupid and it was stupid of MLB to say uh, all, all the umpires agreed that it was uh, that it was uh, intentional that they meant to hit him so It is what it is, but, uh, no, I mean, it's been a fantastic series. And, again, like, uh, whoever wins this series is going to you know, – we're going to have a really good team, and we'll see if the Phillies get it done tonight. By the way, guys, a stat I just heard today, did not know this was a fact, the Phillies, one one of the organizations that's been around for years and years and years, have never played a game seven before in the postseason. And so, uh, likelihood is they get it done against the Diamondbacks tonight, winning six. And uh, we'll see if the Astros can win. We'll have a rematch of last year's World Series.
0: Yeah, I've always found it so funny when uh, they have uh, they talk about players and uh, you know, they're meant to throw it at them. I'm like, I don't know, man. It's the playoffs. <laughs> Sending messages and whatnot, I, th- I think that's kind of yeah. more of a regular season thing or early part of the yeah, year. The,
1: the the Astros get the Rangers in Week 2 next season. If they want to send a message to uh, Adoles Garcia, they can hit him then, just not here in the, in the postseason. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like you just ain't doing it that way. But, hey, it's going to be a great one. I know you've been enjoying covering, doing a great job with it. Chris Gordy of Sports Talk 790 down there in Houston, as well as the Locked on SEC podcast. Gordy, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the week, and we'll be catching up with you later, all right? All
1: right, thanks, guys. Anytime.